We get a one personal space, two personal space, three. Hey, hello, listeners. This is just a quick disclaimer for this week's episode. As anyone that's listened to the show before knows, uh, there can be some adult language, and anyone that's listening for the first time, please keep that in mind. Uh, we tend to be ourselves and not filter, so occasionally a bad word might come out. If you have any children in the room, please put on some headphones or have them put on some headphones. Thank you. That I don't even care about this. I'm not even interested in having this skin on my personal space. You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Alright, welcome back to the IDP guys. My name is Nathan, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Johnny. Hey! How is everyone? (laughs) Great, and Sean. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Apparently, there's a little lag today. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, before we kick into the show, this is episode 111. I uh, just want to remind everyone that we have uh, a draft guide coming out uh, imminently. I'm working diligently on getting it all together. All the profiles are done. Uh, we're doing some quick mock draft information and finishing up. The rankings for the magazine, but uh, you can go to idpguys.org or dynastyfootballdigest.com. Pre-order either an offense or an IDP uh, magazine, uh, or get both of them. Uh, And you can get that at digital or print. For those of you that get it in print, uh, because we know that your rookie drafts are happening like as soon as possible now, uh, you will receive a digital version uh, as well so that you have the information in front of you uh, as we get it all printed and sent out. Also, uh, go to our YouTube channel, Writer Digest Network. Uh, we just did a awesome live stream of the first round. Had a bunch of great guys on. Uh, Sean was involved. Johnny was involved. Big Three. Uh, Adam was involved. We had uh, IDP Nation. We kind of partnered with them. Uh, Dan and and Hollywood there. So if you want instant reactions on the first round players that went, um, and then we did a, uh, Dan did a day two also on the network that you can see what uh, the second and third round uh, reactions were. Uh, Sean, John, what did you think of that uh, that first stream? I, I thought it was, I thought I I thought it was interesting that Sean's brother is him but younger, right? Yeah. Younger? Yeah, yeah. Just the exact same person basically. Super opinionated and <laughs> Sean, just younger. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as it turns out, we have like almost all the same opinions cuz we just talk football all the time until one of us beats the other one into submission. <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't imagine that, Jesus. I feel bad for anyone that starts a debate slash argument with Sean anywhere. I always, whenever that happens, always I just sit back and enjoy. <laughs> Sean's ready to drop nine rounds on someone with you know over the, the over anything simplest thing. I can <laughs> imagine you and your brother going 
you know, round for round for. Dude, you should have seen us. His poor fucking girlfriend. Because when we were there, like at the house together, and when we were putting together this whole top two fifty big board, like first of all, we have to watch all these players. So we're watching them together. So we're basically like starting the film and going like three, two, one, go, and then hitting play at the same time, and we're like talking through it as we're going. And then after that comes the whole like discussing like where we want to grade these guys, like what we want to write about these guys, all that. And so it was like a good like four or five days straight of like me sitting there with a laptop and then like cell phone on speakerphone. And like for me, that's acceptable. I'm I'm here on my own. Like I can do whatever the fuck I want. His poor fucking girlfriend is over there having to listen to us talk football for about 12 hours a day for like five straight days it's like <laughs> honey like are you uh are you gonna like come get dinner he's like i'm busy right now i'll get some later it's like okay <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so yeah Jesus. that uh the draft is over and uh we can have our lives back now so you're pretty much living your best life in this quarantine right oh dude it's great i fucking woke up i got some food in the crock pot right now uh, it's my third beer. Played uh, video games all day. Did two loads of laundry. Did a little cleaning around the house. And now we're podcasting. And then I'll probably kick it, crack a bottle of wine, and watch a movie later. Be great. I hear you. So, are you play- two questions? Are you playing Final Fantasy VII yet? I am not uh, because my uh, buddy got me the <clears throat> Xbox One when this whole thing started, and so I've been replaying the Mass Effect trilogy. So I'm about uh, two thirds of the way through Mass Effect Two right now, and I'm like right in the thick of things. And have you ever played that series? I have not. No. All right. You should. You should definitely do that. Um, it is like you won't be able to put it down. It's one of my all-time favorite series. So give it a shot. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I've been going through all those. And have either of you guys watched the Michael Jordan thing yet? I haven't yet. <clears throat> I'm a big basketball guy. Meh. No. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Well, so we got a great show for everyone today. Uh, because of quarantine, we're still uh, in our own houses. So for uh, audio quality, that kind of stuff, I apologize. But... You can also watch us on the Writer Digest Network YouTube channel um, and see us, you know, on video. So that's, I guess, you know, one negative and then add in a positive. Uh, but we've got a great. How is that positive? Which one's that you the can negative? See us. Which one's the positive? That's, I thought that was the negative. Oh, seeing us is the negative and bad yeah. audio is the positive. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought, I thought we might just like be both negative there, but yeah. Ah, there you go. But great show today. Uh, we got Kyle B from Fake Fake Pigskin coming on. Uh, but before we get into all of that and all the news, uh, we got two questions for today. So let's grade our favorite team's draft. Johnny, why don't you kick it off? Sure. A plus 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 plus. We got CD Lamb. There's no way he should have been there. I'll take it. Even though fantasy wise, the D values Gallup and Cooper. I could give a shit. Uh, the Cowboys got manna from heaven in the form of a guy that should not have been there, and we'll take it. And I'm pretty happy with Diggs in the second round. And the other guys I know nothing about and could give a shit. So we'll see. But Do I'm you happy. Know 
Can you list them off the top of your head or no? Fuck no. You, okay. <laughs> no no say, idea. I can, t- I can tell you whether I like them or not, but uh, no. Diggs is a great pick in the second round. I thought yeah. I, yeah. I had Diggs in my top 32. Um, like, it was. I knew he wasn't going to go in the top 32 probably, but um, just because like scheme specifics and stuff and uh, like when a guy is a little more limited scheme wise, they tend to fall just because there's a lower pool of teams that are willing to take them. But uh, Diggs is great. You're going to love him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was I was pretty happy. And Jerry killed it with uh, the yacht, the private yacht. Like Cliff Kingsbury had the very minimalist setup, and everyone was like, "Oh, look how rich he is!" And then Jerry's like on a yacht. So fuck all you people. <laughs> we got the best, the best of everything. Yeah. So the Cowboys got uh, obviously <laughs> Lamb and Diggs, and then uh, Neville Gallimore, defensive lineman. Gallimore, that's a that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, cool. You got Reggie Robinson, the, the second cornerback, yep. Tulsa. Good pick. Uh, Tyler Biades. Biades, yeah. Sure. Wisconsin. These are all great so far. Uh, Bradley Anai. Anai, okay. Yeah. Utah. Yep. And then their backup quarterback, Ben DiNucci. Yeah. Uh, so aside from Ben DiNucci, all of those picks are stellar. Yeah, I was, I was happy. Thor Nystrom gave us a super high grade too, and he—I like him. I respect his yeah, opinion Thor's a lot. Great. He does a lot of college like fantasy stuff too. That is like really good. Yeah. Nice. How, how so, was your guys' draft? Yeah, Sean, you want to go into it? <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of torn between a B plus and an A minus here. So landing Akuda with the first pick was great. We didn't fuck it up. Like like not fucking up that pick really was we could have fucked up everything else and it would have been fine. You know, like the draft would have been fine just because we didn't fuck up that pick. Um, Deandre Swift in the second great player, terrible pick. Uh, It just wasn't a primary need for us. I didn't want Like, I don't like running backs that early. I would, if you're sitting in the mid to late second round, I'm all for it. If you, have very few needs. And if your offensive line is really good, you know, like if you can plug a guy in and know for sure that he's going to be successful and add value in the passing game. Great. Um, If you haven't really had success running the football, it's probably not the running backs fault. It's probably the offensive line or the running scheme. Um, And then we just had so many other needs. So like to me, I hated that pick. Uh, I love the player. I hated the pick. Um, but then we came back and got Julian Acquire in the third, and I had him as an early second. So, like, realistically, if um, I said it on our Slack channel, and then uh, Mike Renner said the exact same thing to me, uh, basically, if you switch those two picks, like, we're all good. Um, so, yeah, the, those two kind of made up for each other. And then uh, beyond that, we landed a couple, like, two really good offensive linemen that I liked, um, defensive tackle that doesn't really bring anything in pass rush, but uh, like late, late in the draft, I think it was like fifth or sixth round. Um, you're not going to find pass rushers at that point in the draft, unless something like Maurice Hurst happens. But um, so they added somebody that stuffs the run really well. And realistically, that's all the lines want to do anyway. So that was a really nice fit. Um, I didn't like the running back pick. I don't think he's terrible, but like, I'm 90% certain they draft him to be a kick returner. And I hate the Patriots philosophy of drafting special teams players. Um, Like 
you can sign undrafted free agents that can return kicks. Like you can grab so many different guys that return kicks. And especially with the rules now of kick returns, the reality is, is that like most people are not returning kicks anymore. They're just touchbacks every time. So I don't think that brings a ton of value. And then our choice of receiver was pretty atrocious in my opinion. I'm not a big Quintus Cephas guy. Um, And it was getting close to the point where like, that's the round I had him graded in, but there were just so many guys that were just better on the board. So I don't know. I, I liked a lot of our picks, the ones we fucked up. I didn't think we fucked up that bad, except for the Deandre Swift one, which I think was made up for with Julian Aquara. So I, I'm feeling like an A minus B plus is pretty good for me. Nice. There we go. All right. So uh, here's the second question, which is, a little more IDP substance. Yeah, I, I figured out how to uh, make this not as complicated. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so th- I ripped this off from the fantasyfootballshow.com. They had a bunch of guys on. They had uh, Mike Wright, um, Matthew Barry, and some others, and they were asking them, you know, if you if you had your choice of getting CMC and Saquon, but then not being able to pick again until round five, or just having your draft as usual, which one would you take? And it's like a good hypothetical question. So I figured the IDP version. Well, was it actually like, round five? Yeah, yeah. Like like you oh, skip those three picks. You know what I mean? Yeah, easily be Saquon and McCaffrey. Right, right. It might, I don't know, it might have been six. But whatever. The point was you get those two, but then you got to build your team from waiver wire slash end of draft picks. But you get those two studs, right? So the IDP version is. You know, if you can start your IDP defense with Garrett, Hunter, both Bosa's, but you have to build your linebackers and safeties and corners off of waiver wire guys, do you take that or do you just draft as normal? Like, which would you prefer and why? Uh, what do you guys think about that? I thought it was a good hypothetical question. So this depends entirely for me on how big the rosters are. So, like, if we're doing our 53 man roster thing that we do the waiver wire is garbage uh if you're doing a league where it's like i don't know like half that size then you take the d lineman because there's enough linebackers and defensive backs you can stream even like with the 53 man roster like i think i didn't take our draft that we have going right now, I don't think I took a defensive back until round like 40 and I still feel okay about it. Like I've, I don't feel bad about it at all. Um, and I think you can get a lot of linebackers that are going to produce. So um, I'm in most cases taking the four defensive linemen. Yeah. And then waiver wire for everybody else. I agree. Absolutely. Completely. Like we always talk about how LBs and safeties grow on trees during the season and they do. And if, if you're telling me I can start with essentially the four best defensive linemen up, out the gate, like I'm taking that. Yeah, I might take it on the chin the first few weeks until injuries mount and guys start coming into the waiver wire. But it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And if I'm going into fantasy playoffs with those four defensive linemen plus a bunch of guys that I found off the waiver wire that will produce – almost as good as some of the guys you would have drafted originally. Uh, I mean, look at like James Burgess last year from when he got into that lineup till the end of the year, he produced 
about what Avery Williamson would have in that same spot. You know what I mean? So if you can get guys like that, you, you go the, the four DL every time. Uh, what do you think, Nate? Yeah, I'm definitely, I, I like this question. Um, because if you think about it, even like you can, you're going to get certain studs um, at the different positions, but if you just cram all of those studs into one section, like, which section would you rather have? And I think defensive linemen's would be where you'd want to kind of bulk up because those are the, depending on your scoring, I guess if you've got like just bad IDP scoring that doesn't benefit anything but tackles, then, you know, maybe it's not the best place uh, to bulk up on. But it seems the trend in IDP is going towards this bigger play format where, you know, uh, sacks and everything, you know, not only just stack up as far as like tackles for a loss and all that stuff, but it's just more beef in your scoring. Um, these guys are the guy, are going to be the ones you want. So I'm all for it. I think that, you know, just listening to us, doing your research, uh, reading, you can find linebackers and the defensive backs um, off the waiver wire and you know, defensive linemen, not so much. What did we have last year of guys that came out of nowhere? You had Sam oh, Hubbard, Shaq yeah, and Barrett. I, 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 well, I mean, he was OLB, but yeah, yeah, Sam Hubbard, Ionitis, Robert Quinn. Sam Hubbard was Hubbard wasn't even really out of the blue. Um, like, like for redraft, those were the guys. Yeah. Like Dynasty, yeah, those guys were all taken. But for most redraft leagues, those were the hot trending transactions. Were those guys? So, yeah. So you had like three, four guys that you could have grabbed. And, Total. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were really good. Uh, they became studs, essentially. Uh, but outside of that, like, there wasn't anything. There's no way of, like, piecing together players to create a stud like you could with linebackers. You know, a linebacker, you could follow the waiver wire, follow the injuries, and put together, like, an LB2 you know, over the course of the year between like two or three guys. Yeah. If you're lucky and I'll be one. Right. Right. And with sleeper too, like, you know, this is probably more like a Yahoo or, or my fantasy league question with the specific positions with sleeper. If it's just DB, you can just fucking stream corner all year. You don't even have to worry about getting safeties. Just look at the matchups every week, stream corner every week. You're good. Like that's what Sean's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel great about it. I'm looking at it and I'm like, like, man, there's a lot of guys out here that I still really like at defensive back. I could use another, like, 15 roster spots. Yeah, you can get – I've noticed in these startups, you can get Stefan Gilmore in, like, round 42. Hey, he's still on the board, I think. So. Right. Yeah, right. I haven't taken yeah. him yet. Yeah. I mean, I think – getting f- close to round 42. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Desmond King was my first one off the board, and I took him in, like, round – 40 something and i i took him because we get return yard points and it was like mm-hmm. yeah he somehow fell to around 40 and i took desmond king for return yards basically yeah yeah so yeah are you ready to take your fantasy draft to the next level order your rookie draft guide today covering 122 rookie prospects in both idp and offense a collaboration between your favorite analyst pre-order at idpguys.org and dynastyfootballdigest.com This week's news. All 
righty, kind of a news light week. Unfortunately, we got to start with some bad news. Uh, just a uh, rest in peace to Dak Prescott's brother, Jace Prescott. Oh. Yeah, that was not great news. That happened on the first day of the draft. But um, also, Tavares Jackson passed away since our last show. Mm. Yeah, not great. Uh, on to more lighter news, though. Legatron signs a deal with the Dallas Cowboys. How did this make the news? Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> I do. We got a guy with a cool I name kicking field goals. <laughs> that's that's important. It's the dumbest fucking. He's not even the top five kicker. Whoa, whoa! Healthy Legatron is definitely a top five kicker. Well, one sure. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know if he is anymore. Oh, I, I smell a booty hole bet coming. No, um, do it. No, but do it. But seriously, though, we should track if Legatron ends up in the top five of kickers this year. Just cause. Uh, by what metric? Uh, like, I don't know. Percent? What's what? What's normal? Like, no, just like normal fantasy Yahoo points. kicker scoring or whatever. Oh, I wasn't. I'm not talking about fantasy points. That okay? Well, he's a good normal kicker too. Like. That's what I meant. I don't think he's a top five normal kicker. It, like kickers in fantasy are totally random and has everything to do with the offense, and I hate him. So, you, but you, you wouldn't. You don't think he's who are four guys better than him or five guys better than him? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't Tucker. know off the top of my head. Well, uh, I'll take a look at some kickers and I'll get back to you for next show. I, I bet you he's like five or four. Anyway, uh, CMC four year deal. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, have you guys seen the Yannick and Gakway stuff going back and forth with? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, not not ideal uh, for either party, but Ngakwe seems to be killing his value a little bit. What do you guys think? Or his money a little bit? Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, I haven't seen anything like that before. <laughs> like, oh man, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, anyone that didn't see this, he was basically having it out on Twitter with the owner of his current team and tanking his own uh, potential earnings with whatever the next team is because he looks like a loose cannon now. Right. Yeah, and bas- basically him telling the owner to trade him and the owner saying, like, I would, but nobody will give me anything for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> of shit like this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um the the big one, Gronk to Tampa Bay. How excited are you guys? I am excited to trade away my Gronk shares. Yeah, I'm not into it. I I, I think. Do you think he gets top twelve tight end this year? I think he's a borderline tight end one, tight end two. So I think he's probably in that like ten to sixteen range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there just aren't that many good tight ends, man, and we didn't think really he... add an influx in talent at all. Right. Do you think he bulks up at all? He's gonna he have comes... to. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's gonna have to, but like, do you? Is it gonna be? I don't know the NFL regimen enough. I know that usually guys who are at NFL weight that retire, they just shrivel. Um, can you re- reverse that? quickly like yeah so think about it this way a lot of these kids will finish their college year and then they'll have like a month or something like that 
uh, let's see, no, probably two months to get ready for the combine, and they'll mm-hmm. add like 30 pounds. Okay. So, there was like, that, that dude on Jacksonville added 60 pounds with smoothies. Did you guys see that story? Yeah, that was over the course of a year, but yeah. It's doable. Ben Barch, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know his name. I just saw the story. Yeah, ben Barch, he's Dra- actually from a local college out here. Nice. Yeah, draft is your thing. That's, that's not my thing. Um, yeah. yeah, that's Percy Harvin considering a comeback now that the league marijuana law is bit the dust. Any interest? <laughs> Can we um, rewind cool five owns, years? Because cool I might have been interested contract? then. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. No one knows. Uh, Isn't it? Was it the Vikings? No, I thought it was the Bills. Or yeah, I think it was the Bills because I think it went. From Minnesota to Seattle to Buffalo. Mm. Yeah. Kinda, Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I He's been sitting on the waiver wire in a couple of leagues that are really deep, and I haven't touched him, but, like, I've considered it. Like, I've gotten close to being like, <laughs> eh, why not? But I haven't pulled the trigger yet, and nobody else has either, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds it's about like right. when Chad Johnson talked about coming back like a couple years ago. Mm. Yeah. We'll see I when mean, it happens. Like, right. What are the odds that Percy Harvin comes back and ends up as a top 36 receiver after this influx in talent from the NFL draft? Like, no way. Almost zero. And, like, what are it, the odds he ends up as a top 12 receiver? Zero. No way. And, and, so, if, and if it's the Bills, too, absolutely no way. Yeah. So at that point, it's just like. And I'm like talking myself off a ledge here now. It's just like, <laughs> what's the upside? You know, like, what is the point? What is the best case scenario? And I think like best case scenario is a wide receiver three. And the odds of that happening are really bad. So, no. I think the best case scenario would be a wide receiver three in maybe a game or two. Mm. I don't think it would be over the course of the year. Like, if he gets back on the field, I feel like that might be a miracle. Right. I guess I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I think it's likely. I think let's say the Bills on his right. I think best case scenario is he comes in and uh Stefan Diggs goes down with one of his concussions. He's done for the year because he's had so many actually it's not was it concussions? No, he, he has the ankle issues. Um, whatever it is. Let's say he's done for the year and they have nobody else to throw to but Percy Harvin. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I think, your best case scenario. But it's still not good. And so, like, what's the point? Like, just don't bother. You're, I guess your best case scenario is you get him and then he has one good game and then you can trade him for literally anything. Uh, okay, Matt Breida to the Dolphins. I like and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and did for they, all the people... They, go ahead. Did they get anyone in the draft? I, I can't even remember. A running back? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, no, I don't think they did. Um, which is surprising, so I think... Uh, yeah. I think the Lions saved the Dolphins from taking a running back early. I think is what happened. Um, but I like this a lot, and it works out really well for all the Breed owners because 
I think most of the people that had Matt Breida also had a variety of other 49ers running backs that they have just been accumulating, hoping they can get the hot hand. So what this means is that for all the people like me that have Raheem Mostert and Matt Breida, now you have potentially two starting running backs, which is great. So, Cool. Uh, speaking of 49ers, Trent Williams to the 49ers to make that offensive line even better, that run game even better. They, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good move for them. It's a great move. Great move. Loved it. Yep. Uh, also, 49ers news here. Marquise Godwin to the Eagles. Uh, okay. Marquise Goodwin, but, uh, but, but whatever. I don't know. I had to. Uh, you're being a Joey. Um, dude, well, he's, Joey, he's not good enough for me to like actually memorize his name. Joey called <laughs> Keekly Queekly on the uh, uh. On, on the live stream, and he messaged me immediately <laughs> afterward. He's like, "I am so glad you were not there for that." <laughs> um, I missed that. Oh man, but uh, but yeah. So actually, like, Marquise Goodwin going to the Eagles is. The most important part of this is is that it's a trend where they basically signed all of the fastest people at receiver via free agency and the draft as possible. Um, they added a fuck ton of speed to that offense, and it is going to be an exciting offense this year. Okay. I like the regular pick, definitely. Um, you they... Why? I don't know, man. Like you should have seen. Uh, I was because I was seeing everything that uh, <clears throat> Wild Spicy was out there. Oh yeah, me. he liked it though. He liked it. Though. Yeah, he liked it. But yeah. all of the people he was arguing with, man, like he he was the living embodiment of that John Snow gif where it's the army coming at him and he just like draws <laughs> his sword and stands there. That was him because everyone I saw commenting on his shit hated the Rager pick and was like, "Great, we signed a punt returner." like what no like what are you talking about did they not see the year before last year where they threw more than 10 times a game like dude or just see last year and not just see the numbers from last year right right people people are dumb and people love to have opinions that they hold very strongly without doing any research on it at all it's like oh yeah like i heard somebody say one time that he's similar to nelson aguilar so I'm going to go off and like spew shit all over the internet about how this was a dumb pick. Cause he's just Nelson Aguilar. And it's like, they're nothing alike. And you should really do your own research because whoever said that is leading you astray. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he was retweeting stuff the entire draft. That was just hilarious. Um, yeah. that was, yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know if it's official as of a couple hours ago, it was in progress. Jameis Winston of the saints. Ooh. Uh, yes, I did hear that. It, it, I mean, it came from the right places, uh, Schefter and Rappaport. So yeah, it looks legit. I, uh, yep, I think it is. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I think dynasty leagues, you buy. I mean, I guess you don't buy if you have them. You hold. Hopefully, you didn't drop them already. If uh, if you're in superflex, don't ever drop your quarterbacks until at least halfway through the year. Um, and even then, like a guy as young as Winston, you shouldn't be dropping him. Just hold until you have a better quarterback option. So, um, if you can sell for a decent price, go for it. Um, if not, then just hold on to him. 
and, and Breeze is not exactly a young whippersnapper anymore. Um, he could go down pretty easy. He did go down last year. Yeah, that's he did. how Teddy Bridgewater got his payday. Do you think they, if he does go down, do you think they let Winston just just be Winston, or do they tell him to like rein it in? <laughs> oh, they'll rein him in. There's no way that they let him just go out there and do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, but he got the eye corrective surgery. He can actually see the oh. one. Yeah, right. down the field rather than that was, <laughs> that was the only thing that was wrong with him. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, these last two aren't really relevant, but I just want to say them anyway. Uh, Do you guys see Jay Cutler's getting divorced? Didn't. Don't care. Uh, is he not going to be on reality TV anymore? That is what I was aiming for here. Yes, we will not <laughs> be seeing Cutler on reality TV, <clears throat> which is too bad. Yeah, pour some out for Cutler, fucker. Uh, and last but not least, did you guys see the guy taking a shit in the background of Rabel's house during the pick? I did okay, not. It wasn't, but thank you for sharing the video, the, <laughs> the pictures. I believe that that is not true, but that's okay. That he oh, clearly has pants around ankles. Is sitting. I don't think I, you could see the pants around the ankles. It it they're there. All right, I guess I missed that when I saw the picture the first time. Uh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. is that? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look, look at the lower part. That I don't it's think bare those legs. Are his pants are on the ankles. He's bare legs. Shorts, that could be Ooh. a dog. Could be. Looking at it, it now, that could be a dog. He's in yeah. shitting position though, and he's he's hunched over he's, on the phone. He's reading a book, I think. You don't read a book in that position. He's definitely taking a shit. <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's it for news. <laughs> MyFantasyFootballShirt.com is your place to get top quality fantasy football gear. Get yourself some merch from some of your favorite podcasts. Need some custom shirts for your league? Contact us today. Just go to MyFantasyFootballShirt.com. Alrighty, so this is the part of the show where we pair together two sets of defensive players and a set of offensive players uh, against each other to see who we like better, and then we send it out to you guys in Twitter land to see what you think and talk about it the week after. So it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded. I think it was Easter weekend, so was that two weeks ago? Something like that. Every day feels the same. Yeah. I don't even know what day of the week it is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's the day that I wake yeah. up. So, and uh, it's 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 Westworld Day. That's what day of the week it is. Good Ooh, season I'm, so far. I totally yeah. forgot. I'm uh, behind a couple episodes. I think. Marshawn is still. He's been in two episodes now. So keep going. Uh, I've seen him in two. Ooh. I've already seen him in two. Oh, okay. So then you're almost caught up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. I think tonight, and then I'm behind one. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway. Okay. So let's talk about uh, the previous gut checks. Uh, first off is a pair of quarterbacks. Jacksonville's Gardner Minshew versus Denver's Drew Locke. Uh, <laughs> this one has changed. Wow, yeah, this has changed. Uh, I was ahead of the curve on this one. So with 100 votes, 
so who would you, who would be your pick now that the draft? Oh, Drew, Drew Lack. Yeah, mine hasn't changed. I'm still Drew Lack. So with 100 votes, 67% went Drew Lock. Yeah. Okay. And, and and that's where Sam has planted his flag this year, too. So, oh, he's been right the last two years. Oh, he's planting it on Drew Lock. I thought it was yeah. Kyler Murray. No, he's, he's Jay, saying, yeah, he's saying Kyler Murray. For a minute. <clears throat> right, right, right. He said that Hertz would have an overall better career than Kyler Murray fantasy career is what he said. And that obviously isn't looking so hot right now, but he's planted his flag flag on Drew Locke. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, So the next one is a pair of linebackers, Arizona's Devondra Campbell and the Raiders, Nick Kwiatkowski. What do you say now that the draft is over? Kwiatkowski. For the year, Kwiatkowski, I still want Devondra Campbell uh, overall. Okay. Dynasty. So, uh, 85 votes, Devondre Campbell, 60%. Yeah, I think that would change now, but I still want Devondre Campbell in Dynasty. All right. A pair of defensive tackles, Cincinnati's DJ Reader versus the Chargers' Linval Joseph. What do you guys say now? Linval Joseph still, I think. It doesn't change much. No, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. All right, so 144 votes, 52% DJ Reader. Yeah, that okay. was always going to be a close one, I think. Yeah, yep. All righty, this week's edition is Rookies, version one of God knows how many. Uh, but here we go. We'll start with the one that everyone's doing. Uh, who do we want? RB1 this year, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire of the Chiefs. Jonathan Taylor of the Colts, and I'm actually going to say Jonathan Taylor. You're dead to me. That's fine. <laughs> Nate, so, you want to go ahead? I don't want to talk next to John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really got to defer this to, you know, you guys do more of the research I, on this. I, I just, I just think that well. I just think with with uh, Andy Reid there, like he brought it, like last year, he brought in McCoy, gave him a shot. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to what he does sometimes. Like, Hilaire's obviously the better talent. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a reason why he got taken first. There's a reason why Sean was proved correct, and why I poked all the people that called him an idiot in that thread afterwards. <laughs> but, but. I feel like this year and probably going forward, Taylor is safer option. That's why I'm mm. taking it. So here's so, what I will say though. Uh, I remember when this pick went through and I don't know, Sean, were you on the stream or no, this was the last pick. So this was the late, late night. They were talking about how, who was it? Who's their current running back? Williams. Williams is probably going to get it, get the start out of the gate, and it's going to be uh, Hilaire, uh, CEH, to take over that spot. So for redraft purposes, you know, you're probably going to get the better return with Jonathan Taylor. Um, as far as talent goes, it's, it's I mean, Hilaire. Kansas, yeah, and Kansas City is going to be up most games so they're gonna be running the clock out you're gonna get more you know dynasty wise i think it's it's hilarious but i think redraft is taylor 
Something to point out is that previous to this past year, um, maybe it was the year before, it's either la this last year or the last two years, Andy Reid has never really used a committee. It's always been one guy, and that's his guy, and that's who he uses. Um, so, And whoever it is just blows up. So to me, the last couple of years have been that he just hasn't had that guy. Like he hasn't had somebody that he could just like give the ball to on all of his running back touches. I think that's why, like, there's no other reason to spend a first round pick on a running back. Like mm -hmm. there just isn't. So like people that are saying like, it's going to be Damian Williams job to lose and all that. Like they're hoping he loses his job to make the pick look good. Like they're hoping that CEH takes over there because to me, you don't spend a first round pick on a running back. If you don't plan on using them, like it just doesn't make sense. Um, you don't spend a first round pick on a running back ever, let alone on a guy you're not going to use. Um, and especially given the history with Andy Reid, I don't think that CEH is going to be riding the bench for very long. Well, right. And I'm not saying that it's going to be like a mid-season change or anything, but if these guys are in fairly, both fairly decent uh, situations with pretty close to the same talent. Um, Taylor can't catch footballs. That's a huge difference in fantasy football. Yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, you knock off two, three games off of Hilaire, I don't know. Like, in redraft, that might be a big difference uh colts have a really really good offensive line too and if this were belichick it'd be this would be an easy thing belichick just looks at talent and will make the call and doesn't have a problem reads an actual human being not a fucking cyborg and yeah. might have some uh you know loyalty to the guy that helped him win a super bowl that put the game away on that touchdown i know it's it's an if it's a maybe but i just feel like taylor is guaranteed production now immediately and for the duration of his career where we're hilarious there's more chat. questions there's more right, questions they, they also had damian williams and then they signed Lashawn mccoy to come in and play like in front of them and like that tells you how much they liked damian williams going into last year and then mccoy didn't play well so damian williams started getting more carries but like I don't know, man. I I don't. You're not drafting a running back in the first round if you're not planning on using him. I did like Seattle would be the exception to that rule. Yeah. How do we think this goes? Ch. I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. Like I think it's clearly Ch for me. But when I put that out pre-drafted, he was my RB one. Like nobody had anything nice to say to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is true. They can all fucking suck it. If you're listening, suck it. Except for the one guy that came back and was like, hey, man, like, good pick. Like, I owe you an apology. And I was like, what is this? Is this a trap? That happens. Like, this, is Twitter. <laughs> this is Twitter. This has got to be a fucking trap. The rest of you guys can suck it, though. It's a crap. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get this question out of the way early so we don't never have to revisit it again because this is all I'm seeing on the timeline, mm. like, everywhere. Anyway, so that was the first one. Next one is a pair of wide receivers, arguably two of the guys that have landed in better situations. Uh, first one is Justin Jefferson, now of the Minnesota Vikings, versus Brandon Ayuk of the Arizona State, what is it, Sun Devils? 
uh, currently of the 49ers and a guy that helped me win a fantasy title. Thank you, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think these offenses, they're actually pretty similar. They're run first ish. Um, I think I want Jefferson though, just because um, he's not going to immediately be the guy that has to do everything, and uh, Thielen can kind of take some pressure off him. What do you guys think? This is tough for me. Um, so there's a couple of things here. So for me, Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so Jefferson's got the quarterback aspect. Um, I think they both ran in run first offenses. Uh, I think that Ayuk is the better overall talent, but uh, I don't know. They're close. Um, I think Ayuk is the better overall talent at wide receiver. Justin Jefferson is better at what he does, which is slot receiver, which then becomes the problem because I am not certain that Minnesota drafted Justin Jefferson to be a slot wide receiver, and that's where he needs to play. He is significantly better from the slot than he is as an outside wide receiver. Uh, he's not very good against the press, and he struggles to track the ball down the field. So he needs to play in the slot, and if the Vikings don't do that consistently, then I don't think he's going to be successful. So then the final kind of nail in the coffin here is that Kyle Shanahan's just the better coach. So I trust him to utilize talent better. So All right. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pass on this one. I don't know enough about these guys. <laughs> I. It's too early for me. Just I just don't... read the big board, man. Just read the big board. Or, or pay attention in college fantasy instead of just I, setting your I'm lineup working... five minutes before the game starts and shit. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> that's all right. We'll get you there. Um, you're good at other things, and that's why we love you. All righty. Kenneth. <laughs> what are those so other things? <laughs> <laughs> no, like right. you. you Hold no. Next, no, 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 no. Hold this for next week. Next week we'll do a segment where we list 10 things we like about Nate. Oh, we could do that. No, but but honestly, though, Nate's the big boss. He runs the show. He organizes everyone. He, he makes things happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. people know that. I just didn't want you to leave like Nathan's good at other things like sucking dick or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be. I mean, <laughs> I'd be more concerned that John knows that, but, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All righty. Last but not least, a pair. It's probably going to be mostly offense for a while on these gut checks instead of our normal two defense, one offense, just because there's more takes on offense right now. Uh, last one, though, is our first defensive one this week. Kenneth Murray, linebacker, landed with the Chargers, or Patrick McQueen, linebacker, landed with the Ravens. I think I want Murray just because their offense is going to be significantly more crap and they're going to be on the field more often. And staring at Baltimore box scores for years, I know that they haven't had a stud guy in the middle since cj mosley that just sucked up all the production and i doubt that's going to happen this year but i could be wrong who knows what do you guys think i think patrick queen's the better linebacker i think they both landed in similar situations um i think kenneth murray actually probably landed in the worst situation of the two of them um isn't there a lot of guys uh, in that um on that defense in uh, which LA, one in the chargers 
the Chargers. Yeah, there's a lot. Like Denzel Perriman is going to be sitting behind him, so like it'll be a short leash, I think. Where like Denzel Perriman's not a world beater or anything like that, but like if Murray's struggling, they have somebody to bring in instead. Where like in Baltimore, you really don't. Like if if Patrick Queen is struggling, like you just got to ride it out. Um, that said, I think Patrick Queen's the better player. Um, Kenneth Murray isn't the best tackler or cover guy. He's just kind of like. He's an athletic freak with instincts that's kind of raw, uh, runs sideline to sideline, and he plays super aggressive. So, like, he kind of has a little bit of that um, that Darius Leonard mentality to him, which is what gives him a lot of upside. But he doesn't have the same cover skills that Leonard has, and he's not as good a tackler. Um, side note, though, I'll take Willie Gay over both of them uh, over in Kansas City. Cool. But who, are you taking, who are you taking here, though? Patrick Queen. Okay. All right. You didn't actually answer. You just. No, you're right. I didn't. I just gave like all reasons why Patrick Queen is better than Kenneth Murray. And then like figured that our audience is smart enough to figure that out, but they're listening to us. So, I mean. Yeah. Got to factor that in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Patrick Queen here mainly because I drafted him in one of my rookie drafts and I'm, you know, hoping that he's the better pick. <laughs> Would you guys rather take one of these two or Simmons immediately? Simmons easily. Do you think Simmons ends up being the other safety there, or does he slide into the linebacker somehow? Simmons gonna. He's. We'll get to that when I get to my draft part. I'll talk to you a okay. little bit about uh, how I feel about him. Alrighty. Yep. All right. So that's it. We'll send him out there. The IDP Guys is your number one resource for IDP information for your fantasy leagues. For as little as $1 a month, get access to all that we have to offer, rankings, ADP trade calculator, in-season assets, and a Slack chat to get personal help all year round. Purchase today at idpguys.org. Special guest. All right. Today, we are joined with at KBellF54, Kyle Bellyfuel of Fake Pigskin. Sir, how are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, glad Pleasure to have you, to have you man. Uh, we've been talking for a long time on the uh, the Twitter machine there. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's a huge up-and-comer in IDP Twitter. Um, guy definitely knows his stuff. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And uh, it was kind of interesting timing that we're having him on this week uh, after the Packers draft, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, let's start with the usual shenanigans, though, a little background. Um, so how did you get into football? What's your favorite team? You know, talk us through that whole spiel. All right. On. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching football. Uh, my dad and my grandpa, huge football fans. Um, most of our family's Packer fans. So that's that's what led me to. Uh, to be a Packer fan. And then I uh, grew up, you know, when Favre was, was tearing it up in the league. And uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, I actually live uh, about 90 miles from Lambeau. So, um, you know, Sounds nice. Uh, yes. No, actually, you got it. Uh, actually, I'm, I would be, uh, I got to travel south too. He's in the UP. Oh, in the, okay. Yeah. I gotta travel right. south He's a, a yeah. Michigan trader. Gotcha. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame nice. him. Nice. So. 
<laughs> Dude, so a couple things with that. Uh, a, today Fox had that uh, Super Bowl 96, I believe it was, against the Patriots. Um, that was on today. I was watching that oh, at really? dinner. Wow. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it, it was wow. funny because it was the third quarter. They're up 14 points. I know they win the game, obviously. Yeah. But Far- Favre's throwing on like third and 12, and uh, one of the receivers drops it for the Packers, and I'm swearing at the TV. And it's a game from like twenty something years ago that right. I know the Packers win and win the Super Bowl, and I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm just an idiot. But uh, <laughs> as far as Lambo's concerned, uh, have you been to a game there? Oh yeah, yeah, I've been to a few. I actually went to the uh, Seattle playoff game this year. Um, no so shit. That, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. that was my first playoff game I've been to, and that was that was a great game. It oh was, man, uh, what's that? What's that like? I've never been there. That's on the bucket was, list. Oh yeah, it's awesome. The atmosphere is great. The fans, you know, the fans are super into it. Everybody's up cheering. You know, beers are flowing. It's uh, the tailgating's fun. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the atmosphere is just electric there. And then, especially in that playoff game, man, it was it was definitely awesome. And then it helps that we won. You know, yeah. Was, uh, you're walking out of the stadium. Everybody's just happy. He's gonna be in the streets, ready to roll. You know. So, so. I went to a game at Lambo the last time I went to Lambo. We had fucking awesome seats, Lions Packers. Um, I think you guys had Deshaun Kaiser. We just destroyed you guys. Uh, yeah. so it, was a good, it was a good game to be at. Yeah. The dude, and like, you know how Lambo is, where you're like, you're not just sitting close together. You're like sitting on top of the person yep. in front of you, basically, because the bleachers yeah. are so close together. Right. The dude in front of us legitimately shit himself oh, and proceeded oh, proceeded to stay for the duration of the game. So the, entire, oh, so the entire game was everybody like pushing each other, like trying to avoid who's sitting like, and like people who haven't been to Lambo just don't get it. Cause you're legitimately right above them. So yeah, like all of the fumes that are like coming up, like from them, are just going straight into your face. Like oh. this fucking Packer fan just shit his pants and stayed for the whole game, despite the fact we were just blowing you out. It's like, man, why couldn't one of the like weak ass fans shit their pants? Like, why have to be the guy that wants to stay for the whole fucking game? Right. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going anywhere. So. Well, I mean, it had to be worth every penny, though. You got the full experience, man. <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you guys tailgate at something like that? What's uh what's a Midwest tailgate look like? What kind of food do you guys? I'm taking a, a big three. I know you're listening. I'm taking a page out of your fucking playbook. What are you guys grilling at a tailgate at a Packers game like that? Oh, uh, lots of brats, man. You know, nice. Yes, uh, actually, I had a buddy that used to have a a big ambulance. He converted into a, a, a tailgate. Uh, tailgate thing you know it was he'd have tvs going in there a big party bus and uh, music blaring tvs and he'd have all kinds of stuff on the grill we were playing the bears one time and he had cooked bear meat and, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah. oh yeah how did that oh, taste yeah i mean i was eating it it's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, no, that's it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's one of those stadiums I just really want to go to at some point. You know what I mean? Um, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, really so, um, so before we get to the to the draft here, um, other off season moves. Uh, Kirksey, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about some of the other stuff they've done this off season? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we obviously let Blake walk. 
Um, he signed with the Giants, and we picked up Kirksey. Um, you know, Kirksey can play. Um, he, he had a few good years there in Cleveland, and he's been hurt the last couple. Uh, he knows Petten's Petten system. You know, he's familiar with them from Cleveland. Uh, yeah, we're gonna need him. We're gonna need him to stay healthy and produce because right now he's uh, he's he's the man. He's got to take over. You know, um, if he can stay healthy, I, I see him having a real nice year. Yeah, it would have been really nice if they. Uh... You know, like drafted a linebacker in case he got hurt. You know, like one that could potentially yeah. play right, right. some sort of like <laughs> replacement level quality. I don't know. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, me, yeah. No, uh, I, I feel you there, man. <laughs> and so it's kind of so nice. It's kind of nice though to see another team in the NFC North just butchering their draft. <laughs> you know, I, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> we can all commiserate. Because, like, Jordan Brooks, when I when I watched Jordan Brooks' tape, like, the first thing that came to mind was, like, Green Bay Packers guy. Because, like, sure. Blake Martinez is not that good of a football player. Like, he, he's just really not. But he was such a good producer because his role on the Packers was so limited, where everything that he had to do was in front of him. He never had to drop right. back into coverage and, like, turn his hips and run with anybody. And, like you watch Jordan Brooks tape and everything he did well fits what the Packers are going to ask him to do. And everything that he failed at was something that the Packers never asked Blake Martinez to do. And it was just like match made in heaven. And then the Seahawks went and took him in round one and you know what you guys did. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. No, yeah. And I agree with you. Yeah. That's uh... so Sean ripped off the, Sean ripped off the bandaid. So let's go with it. (laughs) Talk us through, you know, we'll start chronologically. The first round pick there, what was going through your head when that shit happened? Yeah, um, so we we, uh, we trade up and we jumped Baltimore and, you know, I was really hoping it was for Patrick Queen. I really you know, I don't know if that was just me because I like Patrick Queen, but, you know, I felt like we need a linebacker as well to pair with Kirksey. And so that it's kind of where I was hoping. And then uh, they send the ticket in and it's a quarterback. <laughs> And I didn't didn't have much to say at first. I kind of just stared at the TV and the name to make sure I was reading it right. Because <laughs> Baltimore was totally going to be drafting a first round quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right, yeah. Big, right. big need, big need. Do you think that. they just clicked the wrong button? You know, kind of like when you're in in your dynasty draft and you're like, shit, I didn't mean to draft that guy. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, Goodell wouldn't undo the pick, so yeah. <laughs> no, no, I guess no you got backs. a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, we were talking about this beforehand, um, before we started yeah. recording, and like, yeah, Green Bay's got a good track record, especially recently with with quarterbacks. But I mean, to be in the NFC Championship game and really not that far off, like, yeah, they got blown out, but they came back. They made it respectable. They they could have won that game, you know, just needing a little help going from that far to the Super Bowl, and instead they just go this route. Like, what does that say to you? Like, that must suck. Like, I can't imagine yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, you know, to, to be in the NFC Championship one game away from the Super Bowl and and to uh, come out of the draft the first first couple days not, not necessarily getting anything we needed to help fill the spots that were weak. Uh, it's definitely frustrating. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see a playmaking wide receiver, um, somebody to – help take a little heat off of Adams and give Rogers another target. And, uh, you know, a linebacker, like I said, I, I was, I was kind of hoping we'd take queen there. A linebacker would have been nice. Um, help short up in the middle. 
And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What's so strange to me about it is that you look at what Denver did and they went and they just loaded up on weapons and kind of the thought process behind that is like, you want to know if the quarterback is the guy, you know? So like if Drew Locke goes out there and fails with this group of guys that he has, he's not going to succeed with anybody, you know? So, you know, that immediately right. and you can move on the same yep. way that the Cardinals moved on to Kyler Murray. So like, even if you're saying like, okay, like Rogers is on borrowed time and we're going to draft Jordan love and he's going to be the guy in two years it would make so much more sense than whatever the hell it is that they did to draft a bunch of weapons on offense so that when he steps in, he steps into a good situation and you can evaluate him quicker because if he walks in there and he doesn't have like a plethora of weapons around him, you're going to finish year one and you're going to be like, Oh, well maybe he wasn't that bad. Maybe it was his supporting cast. Maybe it was this, maybe it was that. It was like, just, figure it out so that you know you know what i mean yes absolutely no, i totally agree like you know like you said with denver given given lock all the, all the weapons he could you could ask for to see if he's got it right you're gonna know yeah. right away Makes and sense, you know? you'll know by the end of the year and if he doesn't yeah, have it then you move on yep yep absolutely yeah and we're gonna we're gonna see i guess <laughs> you know we're gonna have to wait a few years to see what love's got and that that quarterback room is going to be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, would lo- yeah. I would love to see that uh, interaction. Oh no, no <laughs> doubt. And I yeah. saw some spin today saying that uh, the Dylan pick was them doubling down on their run first mentality next year. Um, yeah. I, w- what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we drafted uh, three offensive linemen uh, and a big a, a big bruising running back. And it looks like they want to run it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it did come from Tennessee. That's what I mean. Yeah, I was actually telling my buddy, I was like, you know, we're, we're like, looking like we're building the, to look like Tennessee is what it looks like to me. And he's like, absolutely, you know. Except like Tennessee before they got good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh, man. We should have seen this coming. Like, right, yeah, right. But I don't know, man. It's just like nothing they're doing makes sense right now. And like this is the first time I can honestly say that if I were a Packer fan, I'd be worried about like the next few years, like this year, it's going to be fine. Like It's still going to be fine. You've got mostly what you had last year. It's all right. Gonna be yeah. Okay. Yep. But like, if this is the direction that it's going, it's going to be a problem. And what's even more problematic to me is that I think Rogers is still good enough to keep the team good enough that like your GM could continue to do this for the next two to three years and like be good enough that he doesn't lose his job. And like, you could just tank the next three drafts and then set yourself back a decade. That's scary. No, and I, you, you make a good point, Sean. Absolutely. It's yeah, it's, it, it's definitely not what I expected out of this draft. And I, I really don't know what uh, the future is going to hold and what the direction they really want to go <laughs> with, with everything, you know? Yeah. yeah, I hear you, man. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely, you know, we appreciate your feedback on this. I, I know it's probably not your favorite thing to talk about right now, but oh, um, it's all good, all good, man. But uh, it's, it's all right. I mean, football is still always a good thing, right? Absolutely. Right, and, it, and it's yeah, and it's not sure. like the Lions had a fucking perfect draft or uh, <laughs> or the Bears either, for that matter. Minnesota did. 
They were pretty close. Yeah, yeah they had a nice draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And uh Cowboys did all right. <laughs> right, yes, yes. Yes, you guys did. But uh talk about that later. Anyway, so you are you're writing for fake pigskin, you're doing their IDP. Um, how did you get into IDP? Because I assume with fantasy, you didn't just jump into the deep end like right away with like D tackles and corners and all that, right? <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, I, I probably we started our first IDP league probably about nine years ago or so. Um, it was actually the first dynasty league I was in. I was in. I've been in redraft since high school. Um, we've had a long running league there, a few of them. And then we uh, we we started a dynasty league and hit the IDP and uh, yeah it was about nine years ago and I've been hooked ever since and all my buddies in the league it's a sixteen teamer um, full of really good owners and we once once we once we discovered the uh, IDP landscape we all got hooked man it was it's it really uh, adds to the game you know that league's still running yep yep going strong awesome. yep. always yeah, love to hear that yeah yeah for sure no it's a lot we all know each other um, a lot of guys my age. Uh, all my buddies and then a few older than me and uh, a lot of good shit talking and uh it's it's good stuff man it's a real fun league i think it'll be around for a while but that that's that's what got me started and i've uh, been hooked ever since nice what what are you writing for fake pigskin i mean I, i've seen a bunch of different articles you do but you i mean this is this is your chance to expand your audience a little bit like in season what are you going to write and you know right now in the off season what are you doing for them um yeah, so last year in C- I kind of start I started with fake pigskin right before the year. Um, I seen they were looking for for writers, and uh, I was talking with Jared, the owner. Uh, I had followed fake pigskin um, for for stuff for a while, and um, was kind and I got introduced to uh, fantasy Twitter and seen they were looking for writers. Talked with Jared, and I said, you know, he goes, "Well, what are you interested in?" And I said, "Well, my favorite league was the one we were just talking about," and I mentioned IDP, and he goes, "Oh, we could always use IDP writers." And I was like, oh, that, yeah, let's, I'll, I'll give that a shot. So actually that night I just thought to myself, I'm like, what am I doing right now in my, my leagues that's something I could write about? And I'm like, I'm trying to get these second-year linebackers that people paid up for that didn't do much cheap, right? <laughs> so so uh, I wrote a piece on some breakout linebackers and uh, a couple safeties and some defensive ends. Don't remember if I hit on them or not, but uh, that's it started. And then um, in the season I did – their linebacker and uh, defensive line rankings, uh, redraft rankings, and I uh, did some a couple waiver pieces. Uh, and then um, this offseason, um, I did a couple stash pieces, uh, linebackers and safety stash piece early on, um, did some dynasty rankings. I just updated uh, post-free agency rankings. And um, I'm work, I actually just started today working on a, just a, IDP, a 2020 draft IDP quick hit piece. Um, just some relevant players, just a little blurb on, on, a, on a few of them. Just, uh, you know, you can see what team drafts and what pick and just a little info on them. Um, then I'm nice. hope, hoping to work on, uh, work on some rookie rankings and, um, yeah, just, just kind of, kind of see what comes to mind. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right. So let me ask this. So there's like two schools of thoughts now that they have kind of, I've noticed lately been battling on IDB Twitter. It's the, taking DL first or taking linebacker first? I mean, obviously it depends on scoring settings in your league, right. but all things being equal, are you a guy that when you come to your first IDP, do you draft like defensive end, defensive tackle, or are you going after those stud LBs first and, and why? Um, recently I've, I've been going after the, uh, the stud defensive ends. Um, 
those guys are different makers, you know, uh, they're the elite guys. There's not that many, you know, if you can grab one early, you set yourself up nice there. And then uh, linebackers pretty deep, man. There's a lot of good linebackers out there that are productive. Um, if you can get a solid, a solid defensive end right away or two, and then, you know, hit some guys that linebacker that are three down guys that are just rock solid tackle numbers. Um, that's usually the road I like to go. Um, I, I got a hard time passing up Darius Leonard if he's there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I usually, I usually go towards, towards the D line first. Um, and then, uh, you know, if it's defensive tackle premium, uh, was in a draft. Uh, and uh, that was uh that was one I, I just wanted to own him, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I usually gravitate towards the the D line first. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, we asked this of everyone we bring on. Um, that's like an IDP writer, ranker, or whatever. Um, well, this is like an off season thing we do. Your ones going into next season. So your top guy at each position. So I'll just blast through them, and you tell me who you got. So who is your overall number one defensive tackle going into next year? Defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. All right. I like it. Uh, how about defensive end? Uh, Daniel Hunter. Ooh. Big fan of Daniel Hunter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Uh, linebacker, I mean, pro- probably Leonard, right? Yes. Yeah, Darius Leonard. Yep. Okay. Telvin Smith. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Telvin Smith. Coming yep. back. Coming back strong. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be you'd be surprised some of the answers we've gotten to this before. So just just checking. Uh, this is a tough one. How about corner? Uh, still Logan Ryan? Or are you worried about him not signing yet? Uh, what do you think? A uh, little little worried about him not signing, but you know if he does sign with Tennessee again, you got to think he, you know, he has another solid year. What but if yeah, he doesn't? Oh man, you know if he doesn't, maybe. Uh, Tredavious White, maybe. Mm, okay. That's a good answer. I like that. Uh, and how about safety? Are you a James guy or an Adams guy? Or are you coming at us with something out of left field? Uh, I'm a Derwin James guy. Nice. <laughs> nice. I do nice. like Adams a ton, though, man. I mean, you really can't go wrong. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Either one's good. Oh, yeah. Um so talking about this coming season or whatever, is there anyone that, that like uh, you really like this year, like more than other years or that you think is like prime for a breakout? Like who are some guys you're thinking about that maybe some people that maybe everyone else hasn't thought of yet or some guys you just really like this year? Um, yeah, I, I would say one guy I like this year, had a good year last year would be Shaq Thompson. Um, you know, I think he, I've always been a fan of his game, and you know, he he sat behind Thomas Davis for a while because Thomas Davis just is going to play forever. Um, yeah, I think I think um, I think he could have a real big year. He had a good year last year, and uh, Carolina didn't draft any any linebackers either, so um, I, I could see him having a real big year. Um, Cole Holcomb's a guy over in Washington. Um, I'm real real excited to see if he takes over in the middle for Ron Rivera. Um, he looked good last year. You know, he played like you know what the sixty percent snap range. Um, if he can, if he can lock down that job in the middle and you know get a full time gig, I think he could have a real nice second year. Um, yeah, he still put up numbers even. Yeah, he with did. The, oh yeah, he did. Absolutely. That, that was yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was a real had a real good rookie season. I think he could get even better if he just you know holds down that job. Yeah, and and I agree hundred percent on Shaq Thompson. He's definitely yeah. one of the winners of the draft there. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
when when Carolina skipped uh, Simmons, that was like, yeah, uh, I don't know. That was that was huge because now Simmons goes to some muddier waters in Arizona. You know what I mean? Like, right. kind of devalues Hicks and Campbell and Buda Baker, and it's just a mess. Whereas if he had gone to Panthers, it would have been you know just shacking him in the middle, and right. you know you're you're set. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's- that was one spot I was looking for him to go. I thought he had a really good chance to go to Carolina. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I got the last two questions, unless you guys got something. Nate, Sean? Go for it. Fire away. All right. All right, so we'll get you out of here on this. Give us a Packers season prediction and then an overall Super Bowl prediction. This is what we call our stupid early prediction part of the interview. <laughs> stupid early prediction. So a Packers prediction? Yep. And then just an overall Super Bowl, who's in it, who wins? Um, I guess my, my early Packers prediction is Aaron Rodgers is pissed off and just balls out <laughs> <laughs> and just just slings it and, and uh, slaps the belt on, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bold prediction, but I guess it's what I, I'd like to see. <laughs> okay, okay, I could see it. And how about uh, who do you think's playing in the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously you hope the Packers. Is that who you think gets there? Um, you know, I'd like to say so, but um, I mean, I I think that San Francisco team's going to be really tough again. Yeah. You know, um, I I could see San Francisco and Kansas City for sure. Oh, repeat! Just absolute yeah. repeat. I could I could see it. You know. Does you know, that they, happen, or how many times has that happened? Do you know? Joe? I don't know. That's a great question. Mm, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I don't know if it's ever happened. Paging That'd be pretty Sample. dope. Hate to take the easy. Eight hey, Rams. There was a the year in between. That's the closest one. Right on. Wait, no. Okay. Patriots did not play the Rams twice, did they? I don't know. Ram, the, no Rams. The no, yeah, Rams played the Titans, beat them, skipped a year, and then got beat by the Patriots. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you, man. That that was awesome. I appreciate it. On Twitter, he's at K Bell B E L L F fifty four. Kyle Belly Fuel of FakePigskin dot com. Right. Yes, 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 sir. And uh, thank, awesome. thanks a lot for having me, guys. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Definitely. And and we'll have you back soon for sure. Sounds great, man. You take care, guys. Yeah, you Thanks. too. Yeah, we'll see in the, uh, uh, see in the startup drafts. For sure, man. We'll see you around. Dynasty Football Digest, your new essential site for dynasty information. For as little as $1 a month, gain access to all that we have to offer. Rankings, trends, ADP, in-season assets, and a Slack chat just for subscribers. Purchase today at DynastyFootballDigest.com. All right, so let's uh, get into some draft talk. Uh, Sean, this week you want to cover some linebackers? Yeah, so I'm not – we don't really have time for me to go super in-depth on all these guys, but I'm just going to kind of run through them real quick, all the guys that went in the first three rounds because that's kind of the uh, target area that you want to go for um, and just talk about their landing spots. So uh, of the 15 guys – the, of my top 15 on my big board, 
10 of them went in the first three rounds. And then uh, one of them was like first pick of the fourth round. Uh, and only one guy outside my top 15 landed in the first three rounds. So we'll get to him in a minute here. So Isaiah Simmons landing on the Cardinals. Uh, it's not the best landing spot because obviously they have Jordan Hicks and um, Devondre Campbell over there. And it just like, there's, there's a lot to go around there, you know? And I think a lot of people are going to be a little bit scared off by that just because like they already have two linebackers. Like, is he going to be the third linebacker here? Who's going to get kicked out? All that on three linebacker sets, all three of them are going to be on the field Um, on two linebacker sets all three of them are going to be on the field. I think that they'll move him back to safety or slot corner, or they'll have him rushing the passer. They'll have him doing something. I don't think anybody's getting off the field here. So the value you're losing on the other two, you're losing because Isaiah Simmons is out there making plays that they then can't make. But I don't think that anybody's going to see significant downtick in in snaps um, of those three. I think you're more going to see, the downtick on the slot corner and the safety and potentially edge rusher, depending on the sets that they run there. Um, so that would be my guess there. So you're not taking a guy that high if he's not playing all the time. Um, like it, like you're not, you're just not, especially a linebacker. If you're not planning on playing him all the time, you're not picking him there. Do you um, think he'll end up designated as linebacker? Yes. Um, I think some places he'll get a linebacker safety hybrid designation. Um, if you're fortunate, uh, you might get the, the Jabril peppers where they get the linebacker yeah. safety cornerback, all the shit. Right. All in. So dude, uh, if he gets a corner designation, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, if he gets a corner designation, he's, he's first overall pick. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Chris, it's Christian McCaffrey or Isaiah Simmons. Jesus. Um, so then, uh, next guy off the board was Kent Murray. We talked about him a little bit. Um, he is going to start right away. They took him in the first round. He's going to start. Obviously he's going to see playing time. I think he'll have a shorter leash than, uh, Patrick Queen, Isaiah Simmons, but, um, I don't know. He'll be fine. And I also think he might lose some uh, um, snaps here and there on uh, passing or rushing downs, just like depending on the situation and the personnel that's on the field. Um, Jordan Brooks to Seattle. It's really crowded over there. I really liked the linebacker, especially as an IDP value. He's like that traditional between the top tackles thumper that just like has worlds of athleticism too so he can play sideline to sideline so he's like the new age thumper i really wanted to see him on green bay and he landed in seattle and they're just they're crowded man so i don't know he because of his draft capital is probably going to be overpicked um i think if he can see the field significantly he's a great player though patrick green we talked about i love him great spot he was my linebacker i almost said linebacker one because Simmons was just so far above everybody else, but uh, he was my linebacker too. And I really like the fit there. Josh Uche. Uh, we'll see what happens here. Line, New England's weird with the linebackers. I think he is probably going to replace Kyle Van Noy. Um, I think that's his role there, which is actually like a perfect role for him. That is exactly what he should be doing. Um, he could play Jamie Collins role as well. 
but he, he's a much better fit as a traditional linebacker than he is as a pure pass rusher. So I think like New England's a good spot for him uh, football wise. I don't know how it'll be IDP wise. We all have struggles with the New England linebackers outside of Donta Hightower. Um, Willie Gay, best spot. Uh, honestly, I think he was probably he's he's in the same tier as Murray and Queen for actual talent level. I had him just below them because he had some off the field concerns, uh, but I don't think those are persisting concerns. So uh, Willie Gay is going to be the steal of your IDP drafts if people aren't paying attention. Um, Logan Wilson, next guy off the board. Um, Cincinnati is not a great linebacker situation for like, I guess, sorry. It's a good fit because it's not a good linebacker situation over there right now. Uh, but they do have like guys that are just good enough to like maybe steal some snacks snaps or like hold them off, you know, Nick vigil. Um, but I think he'll see the field sooner rather than later. He's really instinctual, uh, good coverage. He just doesn't really play downhill very much and isn't like a form tackler, but, uh, I think his coverage gets him on the field sooner rather than later. Uh, Zach Bond, very similar to Josh Uche, landed in New Orleans. Um, he's just going up against Kiko Alonso, Alex Anzalone. Uh, I like him a lot there at linebacker, and he has the added benefit of being an excellent pass rusher. So he, in sack leagues, like he should be a good off-ball linebacker that can also bring you sack potential. Jacob Phillips is the one guy that I didn't have in my top 15 that landed in the first three rounds. He's got easy playing time. So like, I don't argue with taking him in IDP, despite the fact that I thought he was just kind of like, okay, as a player, nothing really stood out. So I don't really hate that pick for people looking at IDP. Malik Harrison also landed in Baltimore. Also think he's going to be able to land a role quickly. And he is probably going to be able to see a lot of the tackle plays. Like a lot of the, he's going to be put in a position to make a lot of tackles because he's not, not super rangy from sideline to sideline, but he has really good short area quickness. So he's really good between the tackles. He's good at getting off blocks, like really solid tackler, big hitter. And he's good in coverage, like at everything around him. He just doesn't have the range to like turn and run with guys. So um, if he ends up starting in Baltimore, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on because I think he could really rack up some tacklers tackles. Uh, Davion Taylor, Philly's terrible at linebacker. Uh, he's really athletic really rangy. I really like him. Uh, he was the last guy of the third round and I think he's probably somebody you can get a little later that, uh, is a good option for you. Last two guys we got here, uh, Akeem Davis Gaither. He fell out of the first three rounds. I liked him quite a bit more than the NFL, I think. Um, but either way, first pick of the fourth round isn't bad. He also went to Cincinnati. Um, so realistically it's probably going to be Nick Vigil and Logan Wilson. Um, it's tough to say right now, but uh, I think Akeem Davis Gaither could definitely be rotating in there. And he has like the speed and the coverage skills to be like the three down linebacker. Um, so, yeah, I, I think long term, he's a great dynasty pick. And then Troy Dye fell super far, way further than I think he should have. Um, he's really, really good in coverage. And. He's got, he's like six foot four, really good in coverage, really instinctual, great ball skills. I think that if he doesn't 
find spots on linebacker or at linebacker, they're going to find a place to work him in at safety or just get him snaps. Um, I just really think that Troy Dye is going to find the field sometime in the next year or two. So, like, Dynasty, he's a stash redraft. It's not worth going there until there's an entry. And that's what we got for linebackers. Cool. Good stuff. What do you think in the next uh, show? What do you want to cover next? Uh, I'm down to go safeties. I guess uh, we'll probably bring up Kyle Duggar, um, who... Yeah. Uh, Kyle Duggar... Coach, Coach is a big fan. Yeah, well, and also he's going to get the linebacker designation. So he might get safety and linebacker designation because he is a safety in college, but New England apparently wants to play him at linebacker. So that's super interesting. But, yeah, uh, I'm down to do safeties. I, uh, safeties was one of the last positions I evaluated, so very fresh in the memory. All right, cool. Statement Games is a free-to-play social game with a different twist on fantasy sports. Enter contests based around your favorite sports and rank 10 prop bet statements competing in a DFS tournament style. Win your contest, get coins, then cash them in for real gift cards. Join Statement Games today via website or app store and get 60 coins free. Alrighty, so this week's bet uh, I would not do at all, but I thought it would be a good conversation piece. Uh, Bovada right now has regular season sacks, individual players, <clears throat> and Chase Young is one of the ones listed on here. And if you guys remember the last show, me and Sean were talking about sack numbers for Chase Young, and what was the number we came up with? I don't remember at all. It was eight. And this is o- over, yeah, we said over or under eight. And this okay. is this is the official Bavada line <clears throat> over under eight and a half. Uh, so we're off by half a sack with Vegas, which is crazy. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, see, season long, I I don't think he gets over eight and a half. I've kind of thought about this a little bit, and there's too much going on there. He's going to get rotated too much. I don't think he's going to play enough to to make it happen. Um, what do you guys think? I don't think there's any way he gets rotated. He's yeah. immediately, immediately the best pass rusher on that defense. Do you think he play, well, I mean, so you think he's there every passing down, period? No, I don't think there's anybody that's there every passing play, though. I think I think he's going to be there as much as Nick Bosa is, though. Okay. I can see that. Um, I don't know. This feels really close. I would say under, though. Uh, what do you guys think? Under's the safe bet. But yeah. I'm going over. Oh, yeah, over is minus. Yeah, over is minus one thirty. So the in under is even. So basically, Vegas is saying that under is the safe bet, and yeah. over, you know, you're not winning as much. Realistically, um, the safe bet is always to bet against rookies. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was kind of it was. It was nice, I guess, that Washington did the safe thing. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't, just to cause chaos with the Lions and everything else, but yeah, whatever. Can, can we talk about real quick how the NFL put out like some front office guy, and I'm just imagining with this fucking smug-ass look on his face being like, 
I have never seen the media be so off about their mock drafts. You're a, you remember seeing that where like a bunch mm-hmm. of front office guys told the media, like you guys are so wrong about the draft this year. And like, then the first round happens. And I think the Raiders are the only person or the only <laughs> team to take yep. anybody crazy. And it's like, everybody else was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like even the Packers who was like, yeah, that was a wild move, but also like I've seen that mocked. Like it makes sense that like you would want to get your next quarterback after Rogers. Like there, there was literally nothing wild that happened during this draft really. And the media or the front office is like, you guys, you guys don't even know what's coming. Like <laughs> it's, it's going to be wild. You guys are so stupid. You have no idea what you're looking at this year. And it's like, nah, I think we actually pegged it better this year than most years, to be honest. It's probably yep. a matter of not overthinking it. That's exactly what it is, which is why the Lions had such a good draft. We didn't try and get cute with it. We're like, oh, that's a good player. Let's draft with him. Let's draft him. As opposed to mm-hmm. most years where it's like, all right, who's this long snapper that nobody's ever heard of that we can really get an edge on the football field with? Like, I talked to him and I talked to him and he's got a great personality. Great personality. He's going to fit in. He's going to bring a lot to the football team. It's like, no, nah, dude, don't talk to these kids. Just like look at their films, see how good they are. If they're good, draft them. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. I know Coach didn't have a good time um, on the dry, on the live stream there. Yeah, with rugs, <laughs> and then things just got weird quick with the Raiders. I actually like I like rugs a ton. Rugs uh, was my pre-draft wide receiver three um, in terms of talent, anyway, um, and I think. I think he's going to be a super good fit for that offense, to be totally honest. I don't know how it'll turn out for fantasy, but like where Ruggs excelled in college is not where people expect. And like in college, he was super good at taking those slants and then just destroying everybody after the catch with his speed and taking that to the house. And like everyone's worried that Derek Carr doesn't have the arm to get it down the field and all that. And it's like, yeah, maybe he doesn't, but like Henry Ruggs is still good at a lot of other things and if you get the ball in his hands he can take it to the house and that's something Derek Carr hasn't had like Derek Carr completes so many of these like six yard passes it's like now imagine if all those six yard passes that he completed if there was just like a random chance that they just house it on every play you know yeah it's an element they haven't had sometime yeah yeah for sure Alrighty. Uh, well, with that, make sure you're following us on Twitter at IDP guys. I'm at Nate Cheat. John is at OrangeMan3142, and Sean is at Lanny1925. Uh, subscribe to the show. Go to IDPGuys.org. On the sidebar, you can get a uh, link to Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and an RSS feed for the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, while you're there, become a subscriber to the website. Uh, we have a lot of great data. Um, a lot of we got a trade calculate bleh, calculator. You can get access to our um, Slack channel with all the writers. Uh, so and it equals out to about a dollar a month. So uh, join join up there. Uh, go to YouTube uh, Writer Digest Network on YouTube, and you'll get you know this show. There's the DFD show that Sean is a co-host for, Dynasty Football Digest. 
Um, we're gonna we're bringing on IDP Nation. Uh, there's just a lot of good uh, content there to get your fantasy fix, and then come the the actual season, we'll be doing live streams every Sunday morning for starts and sits. Uh, so definitely make sure you're subscribed to Writer Digest Network, R E I T E R Digest Network. Um, <laughs> Just, it's not an episode. What do you want? <clears throat> it's not an episode unless Nate is leaking out of every orifice. Yes. Um, also, if you're looking for a fantasy football t-shirt, uh, go to myfantasyfootballshirt.com. Uh, we've got some great shirts up there for sale. Uh, pod shirts from different podcasts that are uh, grouped with us. And then... If you need shirts like custom made for your league or your brand, hit us up uh, and we work and do a merchandise partnership. Um, and then finally, make sure you get your copy of the draft guide that that's coming out. Um, offense, IDP, get both of them. Make sure that you've pre-ordered and you can do that at DynastyFootballDigest.com or IDPGuys.org. Uh a lot of great guys. Kyle is part of that. Sean, you were part of that. Um, we have Coach. He's managing, uh, project managing that. We had him on last last episode. Really looking forward to, uh, well, first off, just being done with it and having it uh, out there for everyone. And, uh, man, I'm already starting my rookie drafts. We kicked one off, a couple of them off uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday or today? Probably got, uh, it was last night. Like was late it last, last night? night. Yeah. yeah I've like already been referring to the information from the rookie guides to give myself a you know, a little bit of a edge on who I'm gonna take. So it's it's worth it. Um we're gonna have that out very soon. So get in there, uh pre order it so that you get it in your inbox immediately. And then if you get the the paper copy, uh, you'll have the digital copy and then a magazine showing up at your door. So with that, uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. I don't know. We'll probably get into a two-week schedule, I'm thinking, here. Now that the draft is over, we'll uh, go every other week until we hit the summer and start weekly. Carol Baskins killed her husband. 